Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome to episode 11 of How To Be Sound. It's actually really weird. In a way, I'm like, wow, 11 episodes is a lot. And then on the other hand, I'm like, well, the guys from Mother of Pod are now on 26 fucking episodes. And they started about the same time as me. And their episodes are excellent and worth checking out. Look at Mother of Pod. But I guess they haven't taken quite as many mental health breaks as I have. And I do think that if I had a buddy who I was tied to, like with arranged time. I mean, I do have a buddy. I have a producer. Thanks, Liam. Sorry. Um, But if I had a co-presenter, maybe I would be bullied into doing it more often. Anyway, let me tell you about my day before we get started. So today I set my alarm for 6am because I thought to myself, this is it. My new life starting today. I do that quite a lot. So I went to bed at half past 10 and I did my whole nighttime routine. Water spray, serum, moisturizer, more moisturizer, probiotics, vitamin B, antidepressants. It's a whole thing. And then my neighbor across the road who I am hoping does not listen to my podcast. I mean, that's, I really don't think she does because she's never said to me, wow, you do an amazing podcast. Uh, I don't think she listens to my podcast. So anyway, she starts having a massive fight over the phone with the takeaway that's just delivered her dinner. They had the audacity to deliver her chips instead of cheesy garlic bread. So she rings them up and she's like, listen, I'm after getting me order and I got chips. I don't even eat chips. I want me cheesy garlic bread. I... I make this order every second night, which she actually does at about 11 o'clock. I don't know how you could eat your dinner that late. So I eventually fall asleep about, I'd say, 25 minutes later. What was that, like 11, quarter past 11? But then I'm basically in a stress sleep. Like I just kept waking up about every 35 minutes thinking my alarm was going to go off. My Fitbit tell me that I got maybe two seconds deep sleep, which is way lower than the benchmark of, I don't know, 20 minutes. I should know this stuff. But the long story short is I did not go to the gym. So that's before we even get to the rest of my day. So my day, right? I have a heat rash, basically at the top of my thighs, where if I was a Barbie, my legs would articulate so that I could sit down. I have this heat rash there because I'm chubby and I perspire a lot and it's really fucking warm still, even though it's grey. And then I got thrush. I actually said this one day on midday that um, I used to get thrush a lot. I get it a lot when I'm stressed, get it when I've been on antibiotics. And I remember my friend saying to me, oh, you know, like such and such a friend of hers, a a man, of course, had texted her and gone, you know, Rosemary's talking about her. I think he basically said like like her, her STI on midday. And Emma was like, well, it's not really an STI. Anyway, and then today I got my period. So I have my heat rash, I've thrush, I'm bleeding. So that's very uncomfortable down there. And then I had this massive fight with my sister, which may or may not be related to having got my period. Uh, and, and the fight was basically about The Rock. If you want to know more about that, just tweet me. I'll tell you the whole thing. Cried in the office. Met my mom for lunch. Cried in front of her because I was like, just been crying. You know, and you see your mom and she tries to give you a hug and I'm like, get away from me. I've just been crying. And then I was crying anyway. Then I went back to the office and I immediately had stress-induced diarrhea. Do you think this is TMI? This is probably TMI. And I sweated profusely to the point where I had to like, wipe myself down with hand towels I was I was wet it was just the grimmest grimmest series of events in my day but I'm fine now I survived this is my personal version of if Britney could survive 2007 if I could survive this Wednesday 
any of us can do anything. Now, before we get into it, the usual housekeeping, please leave me a review on iTunes. It really helps other people find the podcast and it actually just makes me feel a little bit good about myself and I really need that right now. If you like what I do and work-wise, I've actually been doing a lot lately. I've been podcasting, I've been blogging, I've been doing more writing and I mean, I'm doing a lot of that for me, but also for you. And if you like my work and you appreciate the time and effort that goes into creating it, not to mention the time and money my parents put into my education, then maybe consider giving me the price of a coffee or less or more once a month via Patreon. And listen, you can pay for it or you cannot pay for it. You can continue to read my stuff. You can continue to listen to my podcast. There is absolutely no obligation. It's entirely up to you. But patrons do get extra stuff. Just saying. You can read all about that at patreon.com slash howtobesound. But now back to the podcast. I have a guest today who just happens to be the first guest I've had on How To Be Sound who I've never met before. Ain't that a thing? I'm breaking out of my bubble of people I know and trust and introducing strangers. And the first stranger (laughs) in the studio is... Can we insert a drum roll here? The drum roll sound effect. It's Dublin R&B singer Erica Cody. That was hilarious. (laughs) And before we get chatting, let's take a listen to Erica's latest track, Good Intentions, from her forthcoming EP... Leoness? Lioness. Leoness. Take a minute and now or a second. Let's have seven minutes in heaven. I know the time is not great, but I swear it's worth the wait. Stay calm, take a deep breath. We're just taking baby steps. New quality and nothing more Come on in and close the door Thoughts talking in my mind It happens every time you come closer to me One on one with you is ecstasy Oh, I love it, nothing more It's always you for sure Never leave my side Forever my ride or die I had good intentions And then you made them bad not like me I hope you understand Oh, your love is like my drug I can't ever get enough You got my heart, you got my soul Your bad intentions are in control I can't help myself It's not my fault Your bad boy persona has got me so damn proud Don't ever change your ways Drives me so goddamn well. Thoughts talking in my mind. It happens every time you come close to me. Point on one with you is ecstasy. I want love and nothing more. It's always you for sure. Never leave the show. Oh, your love is like my drug I 
Erica, hello and welcome. <laughs> that was the best introduction ever. <laughs> how, how does it feel to be the first stranger? Kind of cool, but kind of creepy at the same time. Yeah, I'm just joking, no, it's deadly. Well, like stranger danger. Stranger danger. There is that thing about like you could meet a tall, handsome stranger, but then also you could meet a tall stranger who murders you. So you never know, is it going to go well or is it going to go badly? As a woman, that's the line yeah, true. we tread. I'm sorry I got into that. No, it's um, fine. I usually do this icebreaker thing at the start of every episode, right? Yeah. Where I ask people where we first met. Okay. But we've obviously never met before. So no, we're just, just on Instagram. To, yeah, so we're just going to have to do an old-fashioned cold open. Okay. How are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm, I'm great. <laughs> Fantastic. So I want to talk to you about music, right? Because I know yeah. that's kind of what you're here for. Like artists <laughs> it's kind of their, what I do. <laughs> yeah, like artists and their blatant self-promotion. But I did want to mention the moment that I first discovered you. Right, okay. Right. This will be interesting. I, I discovered Erica Cody if I mentioned that. No, uh, so I was following Louise McSharry on Instagram. Right. And she does a lot of Instagram storying and Love generally Louise. pretty funny. Yeah, she's great in yeah. sound. And she has a lot to say about fat activism and body positivity and the myths around parenting. Anyway, so she recommended people follow you because you had puppies. <laughs> And I want you to tell me about these puppies. Whose puppies were they? Where are they now? I my need mom. A yeah, my mom has like a load of rescue dogs. So basically, she went away for a weekend, and then we only found out like probably a week before that she ha- that Coco was having the puppy. She's a Springer Spaniel, and then the other rescue. He's a. We we're not too, really too sure what he is, but you know he's quite. I'd say he's a pointer mixed with something like mad. Just, just to point out, right, Erica made the like body language symbol you would make for like, if you were saying he's quite built. Yeah. And she was like, we don't know what the dad is. He's quite like, and she kind of puffed up like she was trying to say he goes to the gym. Well, we think he's a, we think he's a pointer or a pit bull springer. He definitely has okay. a springer in him, but because he's like all Americans, everything. And then a week before I was like, mom, like what's the story with Coco? She's getting, getting very fat. She goes, no, she hasn't, has she? And I was like, no, like she has. And if you know my mom from Instagram, like you'll definitely, you know, like her tone of voice, like saying this. But just tell me, no, she wasn't. Like, don't be ridiculous. And I was like, no, like she definitely is. And like me, I've always been into animals since I was like really, really young. Like I always kind of helped out like local pet stores and wanted to be a vet when I was younger, had a horse, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, mom, like I know she's pregnant. And when, when it came to the dogs, I can tell. she always kind of knew I was right. And then I was like, no, mom, there's definitely something, something cooking up in her belly, like definitely. And then a week later, she's in the van because my mom's boyfriend, he goes up and down to Sligo a lot. They're coming back from Sligo. They're on the end too. And she gave birth in the van. So then I get a phone call at like Sorry, two o'clock the in the morning. Wait until you hear this. And he's like, so Erica, listen, I'm just in the van, just pulled in. Um, she's had one pup already. Just want to know what's the story. And my neighbor's dog had had puppies a couple of years ago. And I, I'm not squeamish. Like, this is the whole thing why I wanted to be a vet. I just didn't really have, not the brains, but like it was, it would have taken a lot of dedication take, yeah, that, I, I that I just didn't really. My mom asked me the other day why I wasn't know, a vet because I love animals. And yeah. I was like, it sounds like a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And it's like. I couldn't feel like I couldn't imagine like having to like operate in a dog or like have to put one down. It's just not, I just couldn't deal with that mm-hmm. part of the job. But bringing new ones into the world, that's no bother. So then I went to my neighbor's house and delivered these puppies. They're all fantastic, all healthy. So when it came to my mom's dog having puppies, I was like, right, we've done this before. It's okay, Eric, just come in with your game face on. Like, rolled around to the house at like two, like two o'clock in the morning. And she's just like in pup in the back of the van, deliver the puppies, all six of them. Absolutely perfect. Yeah, the poor dog. It's not where you want to deliver your puppies. Oh no, sure he. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no. it was like something out of like a, 
a film made in New York. What's the name? What's the name of that movie again with uh, John Travolta and the baby with the baby, the talking baby? Oh, look who's talking now. It was like, look, look who's, who's talking. talking when she's like in the back of the taxi. And she's like, oh my God, I'm going to have the baby. But it was like the dog version. But it, and it was in like Bald Oil in the back of a van. Like, this is so glam. <laughs> and so where are the puppies now? Do you find home, like nice homes for them? So my mom being my mom, she kept three of them. Aww. And then gave other three to her friends. Yeah. You know, when, when, when I was, this is such a bad story. I've actually had a lot of <laughs> chats in therapy about my parents' terrible attitude to pets. Yeah. But when I was young, one of our dogs had puppies and yeah. um, she had six puppies. Yeah. And then my parents kept one of the puppies and got rid of the dog. Oh my. Yeah. Because my mom was just <laughs> like, I never really liked that dog. Yeah, so we kept one of the pups and got rid of the dogs. That's the worst thing ever. Oh my God, yeah. that's awful. So when we were like adopting out the pups, we were like, yeah, we have pups, you know, going to a good home and, and a female dog. That's And, and like, and the we mother. were, t- we were obviously, t- but like also we, well, like we were kids, like in my defense. Yeah. So, you know, kids are just like, puppies are amazing. So yeah. We were yeah. just like, oh, oh my we're God, getting to keep a fresh pup, new puppy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's great. Like chip's boring. We're getting yeah. to chip. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, that's so sad. I know, it's, it's so desperate. Yeah, her thing was like, we just didn't want to like give them away to anybody. It wasn't that kind of thing. Cause like, yeah. it, it was, it wasn't planned, you know, and we just kind of had to roll with it. And then my mom. <laughs> it wasn't had, planned. <laughs> it wasn't planned. <laughs> Jesus. That whore. That was enough to. <laughs> I love it. Like, listen, my mom went away for the weekend and the dog just went Had mad. a great time. <laughs> you know what's so funny as well? I have a female dog. Now she's neutered. So, yeah. Or she's spayed. Like, so, yeah. so like, was it spayed? Spayed, yeah. So I don't know if it, this would be the case if she hadn't been spayed. But yeah. she literally will not let anyone near her. I, oh, like, really? I don't mean humans. I, yeah. mean, I, haven't, I, haven't, yeah. Tr- I haven't tried hands. I have not. When they're not spayed, like it's other the thing. Because my, so I have Buddy and Bowie are my two Collie Dalmatians. And Buddy's neutered and Bowie's not spayed yet. She's only turned a year. But like when she came into like her first heat, she was like, oh, hello, like, look at me. Oh. Hello, I'm ready. This kind of thing. And I was like, no, this is going to have to stop. No, not I remember that. how horrified I was when Quillon had her first like, period. Oh, it was so gross. I was like, can you not get like I know, I want to get her like a nappy. I know. Yeah, it's horrible. Oh. Anyway, listen, on that delightful note, the back worst. to you. Back to me. Tell me, tell me a bit about you. You're a singer, right? Yeah. So tell me a bit about when did you decide you wanted to sing? Not to be like Oprah. God. When did you decide you were a singer? When did I open my lungs? Um, <laughs> it was pretty much like, I'd always kind of been doing the singing and dance thing since I was like a toddler. I started like doing stage school and stuff when I was like three or were four. Were you in the Billy Barry's? Yes. <gasps> Billy Barry's. Were you? Oh yeah. my God. I, I sometimes lie to people and tell them I'm in the Billy Barry's because yeah. I really wanted to be. Yeah. I was always in the back line. <gasps> oh, because you're so tall. You're I bad. wasn't that big of a baby though. I only started really growing mm. when I was in like second year. That sounds so defensive. I wasn't that big. <laughs> I wasn't a big baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I did the whole like Billy Barry thing and stuff when I was younger. I did that until I was about nine. Nine. Yeah, because I started getting into sports and like horse riding and all that kind of stuff as well. So I was like, oh, I want to just kind of we explore. Were, we had polar opposite childhoods. <laughs> I was like at home going, can I please just stay in and watch TV? <laughs> and you're like... And I lived in the country. I was like, I want to go outside. I'm allergic to horses. And I was. So I would have loved to grow up in the country. It's just because, like, my mom and dad's side of the family are very sporty. So we were always, like, kind of out doing something. And my dad was a professional basketball player. So when oh. I was younger, I used to always go to camps and stuff. Well. Yeah, that's where I got my height from. Mm. Yeah, he's, like, 6'5". Oh. Yeah. That all makes sense. It all makes sense now. So tell me more about basketball. Because I, you know what? Basketball was the one sport in secondary school that I had had a vague interest in. I don't really know why. I think because <laughs> there was something nice and comforting about bouncing the balls. No, like, as I think in, 
Because I've played at some point just been playing basketball in secondary school. Yeah, no, no, no. But like what I mean to say is I never played football in secondary school. Like I never did. I got out of PE as much as I possibly could. Whereas basketball, yeah. I was like, maybe I'll try this. And I tried out for the basketball team and I didn't get it. I may have mentioned this in this podcast before because it really goes between me and my sleep that I'm like, they should have just put me on the fucking bench yeah. and let me come and do the training and encourage yeah. me. Because yeah. I was this like nerdy little bitch who wasn't, who was in, basically in the choir and otherwise studying all day. And finally, I was like, maybe I'll try a sport. And I was iced out. (laughs) So sorry. You, as well as being a singer and beautiful model, were actually accepted onto the basketball team. What was that like? I didn't really have a choice. My dad literally, I came out of the womb and my dad had a basketball in my hand. That's just how it works. He's like, my kids are going to play basketball, you know? How how many brothers and sisters do you have? I have a half brother and a half sister. And do they all? Do they nope. all oh. <laughs> my brother's four and my sister's 24. Oh, your brother's four? <laughs> but he still has basketball out in the house. So. That's so funny. Cute. Yeah. So when you were like, I mean, it's hard to say that you decided you want to be a singer. Because yeah. it sounds like you were kind of performing a lot. Oh yeah, well, up. it was the thing. For me, it was, I had these two passions and one was basketball and one was music. But obviously I'd grown up singing and dancing and I, I loved doing that. And then I developed a new love for playing sport, like tennis and basketball. And then got into horse riding when I was about 10. So for me, I'd always been around basketball and singing. And then by the time, like just to make a long story short, like by the time I was like 13, 14, I'd kind of started playing more competitively with basketball and I but I'd still be at home like writing my songs and stuff because when I was 10 my mom was diagnosed with cancer so I used to keep like a journal and then the journal kind of turned into poems and poems were turned into songs and I got my first guitar and I was like oh my god like you can like these things match like lyrics and like guitar match I was like this is really cool so I'd like teach myself chords and that's kind of how I started to like really fall in love with it then like I knew I could do it but I didn't realize how much I'd actually had a passion for it and then by the time I was like 16, 17, I'd really kind of taken it seriously. My mom and dad got me an eye touch for Christmas. And that's just kind of where I started like messing around with GarageBand and like started like making my own loops, like made my first track on it, all that kind of stuff. And then I got kind of a producing bug for that as well. And then by the time I was like 18, I was playing like at a really high standard for basketball. Like you'd, we'd train like three nights a week and then we'd have games on the weekend. So all around it was like, six days a week that you'd be playing basketball and with that I was playing in college too so that was Tuesday and Tuesday and Thursday nights okay so then that was like five nights a week and then away to whatever county it was at the weekend so it was like a big big commitment and I absolutely adored it that's why I kept playing for so long you said that you were training at a really high level yeah so what does that look like is that like like so, a club is it yeah county? it was a club so basically like you have like your club and then three or cl- the basketball scene is like very small in Ireland like everybody knows each other in the country it's real mm-hmm. the basketball circle in, in itself around the country everybody knows each other pretty much so Makes especially sense. when you're like on the road and you're going to like Cork, Limerick, Galway, blah, 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 yeah. wherever you're going <clears throat> you're always meeting people from that are doing something that you're also interested in so you want to talk to them but in terms of training and what was that what you were saying sorry I just totally no, no, like no. brain farted I, I was just saying what's it like so like you know you said you were playing at a high level is yeah. that kind of going sorry like we're like is that competitive just within Ireland or is it a competitive in Europe or is it going to the States it is gets it... Compa- well you can do whatever you want like so when you're in a club it's competitive you know and then you you can go to trials for like the Irish team the Dublin team whatever and then if you want to go to college in the States or school in the States that's what a lot, a lot of people do well, most people anyway that really are interested in it and really want to take it seriously, they might do a year in prep school or whatever. 
over in prep the states. School. Prep school. For like prep for <clears throat> basketball? Prep for college. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I know. So you can do that if you want to do it too. That's why I was saying like I want to, I was I had the option to go to college in the States and do a degree and all that kind of stuff as well. But it just wasn't I didn't want to put that pressure on myself either to kind of like do really well in my loop and search to go to America. I and wanted was to get dad, what I had. Was your dad disappointed? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Aww. Yeah, defo. Like, still to this day, he's like, oh, I think you should, like, you should, still should want to marry. I'm like, but dad, like, look at me now. I'm having so much also, fun it's, doing it's music. Like, too late now, dad. Yeah, it's like, no, 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 no. Time's gone. And then when I was in my second year of college, so I would have been about 18, 19, I, like, tore my ACL and I was like, okay. And I was still juggling the two at the time, yeah. you know? So then I was like, this is just, get, I was like, that's kind of my body just, like, being like, you know what, you need to just slow it's down enough. and kind of pick what you want to want to be yeah. doing so I was like okay just put all my energy into into music because I knew it was going to be like a really long road to, to recovery because yeah. it was like a year-long recovery like from the operation to the rehab everything it was really really grueling and I was like I don't even know if I have the confidence to go back yeah. straight away and it was just a lot so I was like no I'm gonna just like solely focus on music now play college um, in my last year and then was yeah. that recently that you tore your ACL it was two years ago now. okay yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I think, I think when I first started following you, yeah. you, were on your, you were on crutches, weren't you? Oh my God, yeah. I think probably like a year, year Around, It must have been like I'd put up like the year mark or something of it. And that's, I think that I think might have been like yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When you decided then that you were, you were going to say, yeah. this is what yeah. you're going to do. Did you face any resistance? Because like, I've mentioned this to you before, yeah. but, but my sister is a designer. And I remember totally. when, when she went to do art, loads of people were like, what are you doing that for? It's such a waste. You should have something to fall back on, do something practical. Did totally. you get that? Oh, totally. People are like, oh, so like, what can you do with that? But I think when you're telling somebody you're going to college, because I went to BIM, so it was just a performance-based college and you'd learned the ins and outs of the you industry. Went to where? BIM. What's BIM? BIM is the music college in Dublin. Oh, yeah. God, I didn't even know there was a music college. What's, what yeah, it's BIM great. It used to stand for Brighton institute of modern music but now it's british and irish Mo- uh, institute of modern music oh yeah so we get our degrees with through dit so i technically went to dit so i have my okay, scholarship yeah, yeah. and stuff with, with dit um so going to bim it was like this new course like i wasn't it's not that i wasn't extremely academic in school but it was like i always excelled in things that i was interested in so for the likes of doing music in school that was something that i'd always do well in mm-hmm. opposed to like doing maths or some crap like that you know what i mean yeah so for me, I basically had like two cards on the table. It was either go to America and play basketball or stay in Ireland and do a degree that you really like and keep doing music and do what you love instead of doing a degree abroad mm-hmm. that you don't really enjoy and then having to kind of give everything that you have yeah. and put it into sport. And I just and wasn't, I wasn't ready to make that commitment, yeah. but I was ready to make the commitment for music, you know? And like I think I that, know has yeah. gone to the States to do football on a scholarship. Exactly. And it's, it's so lot. hard. It's so competitive. Yeah, <laughs> it's and, a lot. You know, you could be amazing here and then all of a sudden you're just one of thousands of amazing people totally there. so I was like I I was being like logical about it as well I was like no I'd, I want to enjoy myself like college is meant to kind of be the best time of my my youth so they say <laughs> so they say was um it? it was it really was so far so far well I managed to bag my degree somehow so I don't know how I did that but I got it done so like obviously going to BIM it was only around for like three Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. After four years, it was a new course when I was doing my leave insert, and I was like, oh, this course is perfect for me. It's really, really modern. It's because I didn't want to study kind of like the ins and outs of theory and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. I wanted to get more like into the music industry side and really know the ins and outs of it. So I went into BIM, got in, spent my four years there. But I think when I was first going there, like, oh, so like what's BIM? Obviously, because it was new and you'd have to explain it to everyone. Like, oh my God, class, you know, I'm going to college. It's like, it's going to be this big, great thing. Was it like, was it just like fame? Everybody says that. <laughs> Everybody that I have said BIM to is like, oh my God, it's like fame. You just see like people like dancing, singing in the corridors. No. <laughs> did you did you watch that show? There was a show on YouTube. Oh no, my God! It was called Step Up High Water. It's part of the Step Is it Up one of the franchise. Step up? I yeah, kind of stopped watching a... after Shannon Tatum. I was like, I'm over it. Oh yeah, well yeah, but uh, this is a, a series, and it has you know your one Jade Chenault. She's like mm. a really big hip hop dancer on. Right. Like, she's really big on Instagram. Okay. But she stars in it, so it's like a little, right. It's a YouTube Red series. I okay. spent a lot of money watching that. And it was worth it. Go on. Oh, amazing. Yeah. So it was just kind of like trying to explain to people that like. They were like, oh, so like, what do you do out of your degree? And it's like, everyone wants to know what you're going to do after college. It's like this big thing, apparently. Mm. And I was like, hey. Well, Irish people are very focused on that. Yeah, very focused. And I was like, listen, I'm just riding the wave. Like, I'm going to go to college, enjoy myself, build my career while I'm in college, mm-hmm. do whatever I have to do to kind of make it work. Because yeah. while you're in there, you have to make the most of what you're doing while you're in there. Otherwise, I feel that's how you get the most out of it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm going to put in so I can get more out of it. And I did, so. So you mentioned there that there was a lot of focus on the industry, right? Mm-hmm. So I want to do a like, for dumbasses like me, mm-hmm. like not to be a total ignoramus, okay, but like to me now, the music world is kind of mysterious. Like I feel like when the Spice Girls were around, yeah. right? Which is like, what, 20 years ago or something? Like 22. We all were like, oh, people get six figure deals. Like if you're going to make it, you get a six figure deal, right? And then you make it. Whereas now with streaming sites, it's easier to get your music out it's there. So but different. how do you make money? It's so, like through the likes of streaming and then I... Th- it's hard to like say now, like my main kind of source of income would be from like doing shows and festivals and streaming at times. But it's like you, you don't know when you're getting paid from streaming. Yeah. If it makes sense because these things are delayed and I have other jobs as well, like in terms of like modeling and stuff. So that kind of keeps me going. And then I have a part time job, too. So I'm juggling like a lot okay, just to kind yeah, of yeah. put it back into music so I, I can kind of be where I want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's different for everybody. Like a lot of people would make a lot of money off streaming because if you're getting like in the millions, like you're yeah. sorted, you know. But yeah, no, it's different because like a lot of people sing and a lot of people model. They a lot, a lot of people like to kind of be a bit of a triple th- threat doing like the singing, acting, modeling thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, inter- good-looking people. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> bastards. <laughs> it's so nice to be a brilliant singer and be really good-looking and tall and slim, and then you can act as well if you want. You know, you can just do whatever you want. It's brilliant. Oh, I love You're this. Brilliant. This is so fun. <laughs> but, but like. So do you have a record deal? Do you have to have a record deal now? Not necessarily. There's a lot of like, I'm totally independent at the moment. It's literally just me and my manager that do everything. At some point, it would be nice to have the support of a label, you Mm -hmm. know, but it's totally doable by yourself. It just takes a lot of hard work and like a lot of dedication and a lot of like, you know, self-belief. I know it sounds so corny, but like it's just so true because 
you're going to be like put down so many times and feeling like you're not progressing when you really are and it's all about yeah. patience and timing so people can talk about the rewards of doing it for yourself and doing something you're yeah. passionate about but if you're not making money basically it can be really hard to keep driven really and to hard keep going like you literally just I spent months and months working on my EP just putting everything that came into my account straight back into whether it was mixing mastering uh, producing everything you know mm-hmm. and you'd spend your last penny on it to make it work because yeah. you, you really believe in it but in terms of what you were saying which was money and money kind of and deals, deals and, and stuff, yeah. it doesn't really work like that anymore it's not kind of yeah. like, like oh my god the next best thing throw like a million dollars at them it's not oh, really like great, that anymore it? yeah because a lot of that would have kind of went into like the the making of the artist like when it came to like their brand and blah blah, yeah. blah. And, like nowadays because of the music industry is just something that's constantly growing and constantly yeah. evolving so it's like there's always going to be somebody so you need to come ready with yeah your ethos your brand your everything from music but to also I think because of social media it's almost like you 100%. start to build your brand before you have a totally. deal before you have a manager totally. so like say say if you got signed now yeah. by what's like Simon Fuller right back in the day yeah. and he yeah. suddenly went okay we want you to look like this you'd be like no no because this is me yeah. this is me and I'm already on Instagram and I'm totally. already here and I already have yeah. photos yeah and social you know. media as well it just plays a huge part in that like yeah. it really does just in for like people to for you to be able to get your music out to, to an audience that's just like literally right there mm. it's it does play a really important role yeah you know and like do you get i mean social media i guess for an artist or for any kind of creative mm-hmm. can be handy because you can get a lot of feedback yeah but do you get people going you know what i like this but i don't like this or are people kind of nice you know what i mean yeah, it's weird, like, because I don't have, like, a huge, huge following, but it's, like, I'd never, I, not, I, not now I haven't faced, like, a lot of criticism online. Yeah. I don't know, it's really weird, because, like, I would have been, like, really heavily bullied, like, when I was, like, in primary school and stuff, so for me, like, putting myself out on Instagram and stuff was really kind of, like, oh, shit, what if some, somebody doesn't like what I'm saying, or mm. I'd be real conscious of it, and then I just kind of grew thick skin, and I was like, you know what, if someone doesn't like it, they don't like it, it's not my problem. Like yeah, everyone I mean, has their own taste. I think sometimes being bullied at school as well, when you get a bit older, you're like, yeah. nothing is ever going to be as bad as that was. Totally, because like, if I was they 10. could say that to my face, I really don't care what someone says behind yeah. a computer screen. So to me, it would like I haven't faced it online yet. I probably will at some point, but it's it's I've kind of just learned to kind of let things like that go over my head and yeah. not pay too much attention. But I think I think as a musician as well, probably when you really start to get the backlash yeah. is when yeah. you're like, I fucking made it. Yeah, do you totally. know what I mean? That oh, you're like, totally. these people are pissed yeah. off. I'm famous now. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is deadly. I'm like a big deal now. Yeah, I'm really important. <laughs> um, I feel like at the moment with kind of you, with yeah. Soleil, with yeah. Mona, whose surname I'm going to mispronounce. Is it like Mona Lisa, Lisa or Mona, Mona like... Mona Lisa, yeah. Because it's, isn't it LSXA or something? It's LXSA. LXSA. Mona Lisa. So like the X like sounds for like an I. Oh, okay. You know how some people like to mm, put like... So modern. An upside down V as like an A. As an A. But um... <laughs> Like, it feels like a good time to be an R&B yeah. artist in Ireland. Yeah. But is that, tr- is that true? Like, do you feel like it's a good time or is it just more competitive? It's great because, like, there is an eye on the scene over here now, especially, like, with the likes of Spotify, back and us, mm. like, making all these playlists. It's fantastic. Like, yeah. and I wouldn't even say it's, like, really competitive. Everyone's just happy to see everyone doing their thing and getting credit for it, you know? It's, yeah. It's not kind of like a couple of years ago, like, 15 years ago, maybe. It's not like, oh, well, he's getting there. No, I'm getting there before him. It's not really yeah. like that anymore. It's more of... 
it's kind of has more of a community feel to it and mm-hmm. it's really I think everyone's just kind of wants to see everyone getting the best out of what they possibly can shine theory yeah that's the whole thing so um, there's another podcast I listen to called Call Your Girlfriend yeah. and they have this whole theory that like you shine I shine right. so like like the more you shine the more I can shine yeah but like if I'm putting my energy into like if I'm putting bad energy into somebody else's career I'm like what kind of good is that going to do you and what kind yeah. of good is that going to do me we're just wasting our time but I mean it is also different now because it's kind of like the harder you work and the better you are yeah. the more chance you have of being successful whereas yeah. 30 years ago mm-hmm. there would have been one R&B artist in Ireland that people yes. were putting money behind do yes. you know what I mean totally. whereas now it's like well you can do it yourself yeah, if you're totally. good you can put the time and effort mm. in you can get somewhere when you're well I'm re- like willing to make that like put in the dedication and the hard work at the time like you're ready for it you know yeah Um, because it's not easy like we've all been there and done those shitty little gigs that like 10 people have come to and your band fuck up or whatever we've all been there you know whatever the case may be so when you really do, when you see yourself back then and then the growth it makes yeah. it so much worthwhile my my one of those moments I, I entered a like a you're a star style competition in college okay and I sang Walking in Memphis not the share version but the uh, Mark Cohn version okay and there was a sound issue so like we couldn't start and <laughs> the mics broke and I was standing there for about five minutes and then one of the guys was like why don't you tell a joke so I was like okay so I told a few jokes or I just started telling like like funny stories and then I sang and then afterwards they basically said have you ever thought about stand-up because that was better so awful so no. bad. Yeah. But after that, I was I'm like, just trying to picture this like whole thing happened I can just like picture you on the stage like waiting like with the mic and yeah, you're being like, like well well what's going on anyone yeah. so, tell you some stories yeah it was <laughs> yeah. terrible music to me seems to be one of the last industries right where yeah you have a narrow field. So say, for example, if you're an author, right, Mm -hmm. and your first book is about kids, your second book can be about romance. Whereas whereas when you're a musician, if you come out as a pop star, it's really hard to to change over. And do you feel like... It's like Disney kids. Yeah. Well, kind of. Like, yes and no. But I mean, so like, like looking at you... Because you're a mixed race. Yeah. Do you feel like you're kind of pigeonholed into doing R&B? Have you ever thought, like, I'm going to do country? I'm going to do hard rock? I used to love country music when I was a kid like Dolly Parton and Johnny Cash were like my idols for I went through just, just this phase of like listening to country music all the time I swear to god I listened to everything because like my dad's American my mom's Irish they, where they met in the middle was hip hop and R&B so that's kind of what I was raised <laughs> on hip hop and my, R&B is not the middle of America and Ireland I, did, <laughs> I know but that's because obviously like back in the day like that's what my mom was like listening to like the likes of Foxy Brown Queen Latifah like Aaliyah like all oh, them your mom is much younger than my mom <laughs> said my mom was listening to I was like the Beatles maybe <laughs> the Beatles yeah no that would have been more kind of like so my mom I was fucking listening to Aaliyah what age is your mom she's 47 46 oh she's gonna kill me 46 or 47 but anyway she's you great you just say she's in her 40s <laughs> youth fountain she's very, very young very youthful fountain of youth <laughs> but like she was listening to like Lil Kim and all them ones and then my dad was listening to the same thing so that's kind of where it, they met in the middle that was their thing that's what they really enjoyed listening to like none of them sang but they were just really into music but then my mom um, like my dad liked a load of funk he liked a load of um I wouldn't say he listened to jazz and stuff but he liked like him and my mom also liked like Sade Erica Badu like all mm. those kind of like India Re, all of them so I would have grown up listening to a hell of a lot of that that's why I feel like I'm so influenced by it now and it just comes like naturally to my music yeah um, but they all do make a lot of sense when you think about sounds yeah, from your music. Like yeah, Charlie totally. Yeah, yeah, defo. But 
like I appreciate I'm I'm a music I appreciate music you know yeah. so I'd love to like have a body of work that was just totally different to R&B and like I trained as a vocalist for four years as well like I'm not just pigeonholed into one genre yeah, I don't yeah, just yeah. do one genre like I am a vocalist I can sing yeah. many genres but it is funny with music that I feel like <laughs> they do try and like I keep feel. you there you know yeah but I mean even when er- um not Erica Badu when Lady Gaga did her yeah, country album yeah it wasn't very well received, even though it was brilliant. I know. It was fantastic. And she is like, honestly, one of the vocalists I look up to most as a mm. vocalist because she can just do anything. Yeah. Like, she really is so fantastic. And I feel like, she, not she's a bit underrated for that, but I don't think pe- people appreciate it as much as... No, I think when you're a female pop artist, and you could probably say the same about yeah. Christina Aguilera, mm-hmm. that people just think you're a pop artist. And they don't realise that actually these are incredible, like Singers. incredible vocalists. Yeah, yeah. Whereas somebody like Whitney Houston does get more respected as a vocalist. And I wonder if that's more about race as well. That we think like like white girls are Britain. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Whereas... It's a tough one. It actually is a tough one. I really want to see the Whitney documentary, actually. Although maybe I don't. Which one? Because there was one one I watched on TLC. I watched the one on Netflix. Okay. Oh, I think that's maybe the same one that was on TLC. And then now there's a new one that's in the cinema at the moment. I love Whitney. And it's so sad. I feel really sad about her girlfriend. What do you mean her girlfriend? You know the whole thing about how she had a girlfriend? No. So like, well, the whole rumours were that she was bi and that she was going out with her best female friend for years and and that they were in a relationship. And that then when she got with Bobby Brown, this woman, I can't remember her name and then that feels really disrespectful because she was with her for her whole life. But she was around the whole time and and they had loads of conflicts then about her relationship with Bobby Brown, her relationship with, with her alleged girlfriend and I think I think in the documentary I watched either her mom either her mom or her aunt were like yeah they were in a you know that that they were very much in love and speaking of Whitney speaking of race there was a little bit of noise this week on social media and like Mm. when I say a bit of noise I probably mean in media circles (laughs) so you know sometimes you're like this is a really big deal and then you realize it's only the five people you're following yeah. talking about yeah. it. But there was a bit of noise this week on social media about representation in Irish media. And somebody I follow picked I up I've a whole stack on this, yeah. of magazines and was like, why is everybody white? Everybody's slim. Everybody's able-bodied. Is that something that ever, like, do you, do you think about that? Not really, because I'm too focused on kind of what I'm doing. If that makes sense, do you know what I mean? I'm not yeah, saying yeah. that in like a... Like, what's the word for it? I'm just not saying that in, like, a bad way. No, no, no. It's just because I'm so, like, not... I try not to worry about things like that. But I totally get it, like, a lot. I think especially, like, when I was younger, because that's all I would see on magazines. And mm. I'm like, oh, but, like, where's the girls with the afro that, like... Yeah. That look like me. But, I mean, even even now, like, that's a big thing. That even though you might see women of colour, you might see mm-hmm. mixed-race women, mm-hmm. you might see black women, you very yeah. rarely see natural hair. Very rarely. It took me so long to even embrace that I had curly hair because like from being like so heavily bullied and stuff in primary school, I'd come home and I'd be like, no, ma'am, I want white skin. I don't want a Ronnie. I want straight hair. I just want to look normal. I don't want a Ronnie. Oh, huh? Like it's so bad. Erica. Oh, you've no idea. It got to the point like one day in school, they're like, oh, look, just stupid like mustache and all. Oh, you look like a monkey, blah, blah, blah. Like same shit, different day. I went home and I was like, I've had enough. And I was so dramatic. I was like, I've had enough. And I just went into the bathroom. And I got my mum's razor and I literally only did like the middle part. Oh mustache. God. And she came and she was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I've just had enough mum. And I just had like this big breakdown in the bathroom. And I was like, I just can't cope. It's just life. It's just 
terrible to Ronnie. It just needs to go. <laughs> what age you? Know, I was like, like, like Yeah, I was like after my communion. Oh god. Yeah, she goes, Erica, you're gonna bring the Ronnies back. This is my mom trying to be like, do you know what? Embrace it. Like you're gonna bring the Ronnies back. They're gonna be amazing, but no one's gonna care about that. Like that little Ronnie. It's great. Like you and and she was always trying to be like, no, embrace it. It's part of your body. You don't need to get rid of anything to look a certain way or please mm-hmm. anyone. So then even when it came to my hair, I'd constantly have people just like touching my hair in school and just being curious and all this kind of like all that shite as well. And I was like, you know what? When I got to about 15, 16, I'd actually stop wearing my hair up in a ponytail or in braids and I'd just have it out. And then I started to notice that like, oh, people were like, oh my God, your hair is so cool. And I was like, really? Like, is that? It was totally alien to me. So like now in my 20s when I hear people come up to me in the street or go past me on their bike and touch my hair I take real offence to it I'm like it's not well okay. that is really offensive it's really offensive or if so, like do you know what I mean it's it's just a constant it's just a never ending like, story with well like anybody who reaches out and touches you as if you're a fucking display in a but touches museum. you in general you know what I mean? don't touch like, anybody in general well, no. without their permission you know no. that's my thing but it's, it, it's and it's the initial like oh where are you from and then I'm like I'm from Dublin I know that, but like, where are you really from? And I'm like, I'm from the north side. This happened to me in work before, by the way. Mm. I was like, felt my jeans, doing my thing. I work in retail. And she came to me and she was like, God, you're gorgeous, aren't you? And I was like, oh, thanks. Like, it's a lovely thing to say to someone. And she was like, where are you from? And I was like, I'm from Dublin. And uh, she was like, oh, yeah, you're lovely. Like, but uh, where are you really from? And I was like, I'm from North Dublin. And then she said again, and I was like, I was literally just born in the in the rotunda around the corner. Like, yeah. I was so done. Because it's literally every single day. So yeah. I was like, oh, where are, you from? where are you really from? And I'm like, oh my God. Like, yeah. why do I even have to explain? But like, you'd almost feel like saying to people, are like, are you trying to find out exactly like what my parents, my parents are? are? Yeah, because exactly. I, I prefer if you just ask that yeah. instead of being like, oh, so like, where you're like, where exactly are you from? Like, and it's like, fucking we'd rude. be sitting here for hours if I was to tell you that. I have a friend who is white and has like, I, I, it, it's probably not technically a fro because texture wise, yeah. but she has like incredibly curly mm. black hair. And similarly, I'd she was... i say she still gets shit for her yeah, hair as well. She gets it all the time. And she was in a shop one day and this woman went, where are you from? And she went, I'm from Manchester. And um, your one went, no, no, where are you really from? And she goes, no, I'm from Manchester. And she goes, no, you have other countries in you. I know. It's and she was ridiculous. like, do you mean like, what? Just because I've curly hair. Yeah. Hmm makes no and then she was like to me oh my god she was like and your tan's gorgeous where'd you get that I was oh my like, god are you actually gonna ask me if one of my friends went through when she's mixed her as well she went through a phase she was like you know what i'm just gonna try this tan thing out and she got like you know the tinted cocoa butter because like we always use cocoa butter and she was like i'm just gonna get it's cocoa butter like it's fine i can just try it and she went around and we were playing basketball at the time as well and she'd have like She'd be glowing on the court. We're like, Jesus, what happened to her? Like, so she was like a different person. And like, did it look nice or was it a weird colour? No, look nice. She was like really, really bronzed and shimmery. <laughs> I was like, Christ, Katie. Because <laughs> I actually saw um, another woman I know who actually I, I keep meaning to have on the podcast and I must must have on the yeah. podcast. Her name is Nadine and she works in Preen. Okay. And she's black. She's from the UK. And I saw a thing on her Instagram recently where she was like, I've got fake tan on. Yes, girls, fake tan. And she's like, it gives me such a nice glow. Yeah. And I really want to talk to her about it. Because I really want to know, like, I mean, fine if she just was like, you know what, like, I want to try a fake tan, but, yeah. like, did somebody suggest that to her? No. That would be even weirder. She she went through kind of, not a, I wouldn't say even a rebellious stage, she just wanted to, like, try out new things. She was yeah, like, yeah. I'm just going to try it out and see what all the fuss is about. And I was like, you don't need to, you're surely, Yeah, surely that's the main advantage. <laughs> like, you don't need to smell like her biscuits thing was like, ever. But no, I can still try it, you know, so we're like, mm, okay, true. go have your bad self, do your thing. 
Yeah. So what's coming up for you? You just did Longitude, didn't you? Yeah, I did Longitude last weekend. So what's next? Uh, what's coming up now? Independence. Just the EP. We're taking our time with it. We've like totally kind of regrouped and we're just going to come out with something something really cool. Really soon. Take my time. I'm not going to rush it. So it'll be out when it's out. We're That's just working very, very hard Azalea on it now. you. Really? Yeah, so don't do anything mad in the meantime. Do you remember she brought out a song and it was really like all this hype. She brought out um, 212. Yes. And I think there was all this hype better EP and when's it going to be out? When's it going to be out? When's it going to be out? And then she turned into a massive bigot on Twitter and then nobody (laughs) loves her anymore. So don't do that. (laughs) I definitely won't be putting on Azealia Banks. That's for sure. Um, But yeah, that's pretty much it. Just shows, writing, the rest of the festival season and then... Working. Yeah, working, twerking doing my bits and um do you like doing festivals or like love festival season because last year I I took kind of last year to kind of get myself ready for this year so like in terms of like my brand and like just everything music I wanted to like be ready to go to like be producing all the kind of stuff for this year to work on for the EP um so I wasn't really doing festivals and stuff last year I did electric picnic or TA and we did the the hip-hop gig and then we did it last weekend at Longitude so it's nice doing my own sets now yeah. and being so sure on my set now for this festival season and it totally be my own so it's really cool and it'll just, I from here I just hope it'll get bigger and better and we can yeah, just yeah, keep yeah. growing all as a team as well so yeah and the artist That's areas are always nicer than the punters areas as well aren't they yeah get a nicer lose yeah I, oh, I couldn't cope I literally at Longitude I went out I don't even think I was in the main area once I went I was like to where the, the people I like. fe- no I just felt like I was like babysitting Oh, well, I, yeah. The I crowd did, was, was so... Nothing long. against a young crowd now, but it was it was just out of control. No, it was just, I mean, like, I saw people going I to Longitude out, Coming out in, in stretchers town. and... Oh, it was, it was mental. <laughs> I was like... And we were driving up in the bus and I was like, guys, what is going on? I was like, the festival hasn't even started yet and there's people getting carried out. I saw actually Louise McSharry went... I think maybe yeah. she got on the Dublin bus or something. Yeah. She was like... Like Instagram story, going, oh, yeah. I'm too old for this bus. <laughs> it's like, what is going on? Like, I felt old, and I'm only, I'm not even 22 yet. Oh my god, you're I'm 22 next baby. week. Oh, yeah. yeah, no wonder your mom listened to Ali. I could, like, <laughs> well, I'm not going to say. I was like, I could be your mom, but I couldn't. Erica, thank you so much for coming thank in you to talk for to me. me. Well, that so where so can fun. people, where can people follow your work and find out what you're up to? And I'm all over Instagram. Don't really use Snapchat that much either, but like you can still add me if you want. It it's all at Erica Cody, yeah. So E R I C A C O D Y on Twitter. Do you do Twitter? Yeah, do Twitter. Do you tweet? Yeah, love to tweet. And what I about... just tweet random shit though. Oh well, yeah. Sorry, am I even allowed to curse on this? Yeah, cool. I said fucking about line three, so don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, brilliant. Thank you so much. Thank and you so maybe much. Maybe we'll have you on again next year when you're. That'll be fantastic. I yeah, love podcasts. Well, actually, like I actually actually should should start saying that to people that like if you like if you're massive you next year, you still have to come back. To me. Yeah. Yeah. No, obviously. Okay, I tell you what, you need more dogs though. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I might so even much. bring my own. <laughs> and thank you all for listening to How to Be Sound. The show is produced by Liam Garrity, whose own podcast, Meet Your Maker, is a New York Radio Awards nominated piece of genius and whose love story to the Muppets is currently streaming on RT's Drive Time podcast. You'll find that at rte.ie, should you be that way inclined. And lastly, if you are a patron of How To Be Sound at the $3.33 or more level, you get your name read out on each and every episode of the show. So without further ado, thank you to... James Gallagher, Avril Flynn, Timmy Hennessy, Sarah Conroy, Kira McGuinness, Eleanor Farrell, Heidi Gardner, Sarah Hanrahan, Marina Hogan, Ashling Dollard, Sinead Fegan, Breed Gallagher, Sonia Mary, Michelle Barrett, Sarah McCann, Anya Kelly, Sarah O'Donovan, Claire Gormley, Roisin Blade, Louise White, 
Carly Colgan Bates, Aoife Connolly, Owen Dye, Dervla Kinsella, Eving McBride, Neve Nigaon, Aoife Bradley, Katie Joy, Sharon Lennon, Claire Hegarty, Trish O'Sullivan, Shauna O'Hara, Katrina Kennelly, Sharon, Marita Leonard, Aoife Campbell, Kira Norton, Stephen Harding, Siobhan O'Rourke, Beatrice McCabe, Karen Cregan, and Dina Walker. And I will catch you in a fortnight for another lesson in how to be sound. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.